Welcome to the press conference podcast. It's uh, mixtape twelve. Uh, here with Phil. How's it going, man? Very good. How are you doing? Yeah, doing well. Doing well. Um, super excited about this mixtape. It's been one we've been chomping at the bit to to kind of get on. It has been a while since we've done a mixtape, right? Like we haven't done a mixtape in like five episodes now. So yeah. this is exciting to be back doing mixtapes. Um, great guest on today, good friend of the show. And uh, yeah, just felt good talking about songs again this way. I think that's all, I, I, to be honest, between you and I, and I guess the listeners, I fucking love talking about songs like this. Yeah. Me too. Gives us a great insight into our friends, people we don't know. Just like it, yeah. it gives us another angle into their th- their thoughts and what they like and really brings us closer. So I really, really enjoy these two. Yeah. Uh, this one is a long one, so you won't hear us waffle too much at the start. So you can get stuck straight into it. Um, but I guess to intro our guest today uh, is our friend Ch- Chuck, Charlie. We've brought him up on the pod quite a few times. Um, we've known him for how, how long now? Like two, maybe yeah, two and a bit years. years. Yeah, something like that. Just like everyone else, I think we've met. It's come through collecting vinyl at one point. Yeah. And uh, for people who are bored of vinyl, we actually don't talk about any vinyl in this podcast. Can you believe yeah, it? That's so, true. Um, yeah, even though we met Chuck through that way, um, we talk music with him like every day, I reckon. Yeah. So uh, this was awesome to get him on. Bit of a mixtape. Yeah, he's got a good history. <laughs> yeah. So he's a huge uh, musical influence on us, I think, now. And yeah. he's always got... Great stories, great insight, and and great options. So absolutely, this is uh this is probably the heaviest mixtape we've had to date as well. So yeah, good call. Um, strap in, it's a lot of fun, and the theme is just really great too. Awesome. So uh, yeah, uh, thanks for ch- coming in this week and uh, enjoy the convo. So today we are joined by by Charlie or Chuck. How are you doing, man? I am splendid. How are you? I'm very good. This has been a, a bit of a long time coming, I reckon. Every couple of weeks, I'm like, when are we going to get Chuck on? Yeah, it feels like we got a couple of, a couple of things lined up, and then um, yeah, this spot opened up. And thanks for kind of hastily putting together some songs for us. I really appreciate it. I mean, really, uh, I've been thinking about putting together a playlist for ages and I just don't do it. Uh, and then when it's finally time to do it, I, um, I just do it last minute and, uh, it turned out all right. Don't worry. I, um, Dave's been on my back about my mixtape for how long? Maybe a year, but I still haven't done it (laughs) since the Titanic went down. I think, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty rough. It's hard. It's hard to pick pick songs. I I went through uh, like as soon as I sent you guys the playlist, I 
immediately thought of like six other songs and I'm like, fuck, like, <laughs> what about this one? What about this one? What about this one? And then like, I, I'll, I'll second guess a bunch of stuff. Like the one that I probably could easily replace uh, is um, that band Shogun. But the other 50% of me is like, but how cool would it be to show probably a lot of people who don't know who the fuck that band is? Cause that song is sick and the whole album is sweet. And I've got a pretty fun story about uh, seeing them as well. Well, David, and I were talking before you jumped on about the playlist. Cause we haven't actually spoken too much about it separately either. And that was one band that we were both like, I have no idea who this is, <laughs> but the song was good. So, <laughs> oh, it's, but, um, it's, yeah, it's good. Before we get to the playlist, though, uh, what we usually ask our guests, uh, you know, how'd you get into music? And I know you've got a long history with it, so I'm not sure how you want to navigate this one. <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. Uh, when I was a wee lad, um, I grew up in a little town in the South Bay, Los Angeles, called El Segundo. And like 97 probably mid 97 late 97 uh i just started hearing music from my friends and um you know they were there was a couple kids that were in my my class who had older brothers and um they started to listen to sort of heavier stuff and like i'm you know if you're from the south bay you know who pennywise is uh you know who like 98 mute is and sort of all those punk rock bands that are from that area. And I always sort of leaned towards heavier stuff, like love punk rock, but I wanted, I wanted more. I wanted it to be heavier. I wanted it angrier. I wanted like, I just wanted it to be like loud and pissed and fast. Uh, and I'm trying to think who, really first showed me i want to say it was like my friend ben's brother i think he gave him a mixtape and it had like strife and one king down and like i mean all the classics uh Snapcase and just a bunch a bunch of stuff and um basically like i was like this is it this is everything i want to listen to for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> nice i love that yeah um and 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 we had a really tight-knit group of of kids like my age who were you know 13 14 years old and we just went fucking hard uh into the music and um you know just found just tried to find as like i would look at thank you lists and be like oh like check this band out check this band out like just whatever local bands, you know, we were seeing or listening to, we, we would just look at like, thank you lists, see who they're thanking and be like, all right, let's try and find something. There was a really cool mm -hmm. record store called recycle records, um, in Westchester, which is like 10 minutes from where we live. Uh, they had a bunch of cool stuff, but the, the, the like huge golden pot of awesome music was this record store. Like, I can't even explain to you how small this record store was. You, us three in there would take up the whole space. <laughs> um, 
and this it was basically this little apartment uh that he turned into this this guy named tim he's awesome awesome dude uh turned this little apartment in hermosa beach into the raddest little like punk rock record store and he had like old like reggae seven inch stuff like just a cool dude um i think he i think he dj'd once a week on npr as well like just old school punk dude um and he 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 would get everything like all the old revelation record stuff well old to me like we when we were going there like that's where we found like shy halud and bands like that like uh all the hydrahead stuff like he just had everything he had all the old equal vision stuff like he just he literally i mean it was like if if you you could throw a rock and you would get a smorgasbord of every classic hardcore label metalcore label from you know the mid 90s um on up i mean it was the mid 90s so or late 90s i guess um and we would go there save our pennies go there and just buy cds that sounds unreal i think we were even talking last week about i mean for me obviously being a bit a bit younger than than you guys i would go to like borders and and like a bookshop and listen to cds like you know you could listen to them (laughs) while i was going into work with my mum for the day. But I think like going into record stores, I mean, you hear so many people, that's how they just found music and so cool. Yeah, it was, it was a fun time. It was a fun time to just find music. Um, I remember we went there. My mom took, my mom took us there, (laughs) like me and like five friends and uh, disembodied and brother's keeper had just put out a split and uh, I bought it. And we were listening to the songs and the first song from disembodied was a new song from them. But then the next song or maybe the song after was a cover. Um, and then uh, Shai Halud and another victim did a split as well. And they each did one new song and two covers. And uh, the Shai Halud side was a no effects cover and a bad religion cover. And I never really dug no effects, but my friend picked it up straight away. He's like, is this a cover? And I was like, ah, <laughs> like <laughs> no idea. Um, and he's like, I'm pretty sure this is a no effects song. And then he looked at the back. He's like, yeah, this is fucking linoleum. And it's such a good version of the song. Um, and, and the bad religion cover is fucking sick too. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was a fun time. I, I would do anything to have that record label or a record store back. Like, it's like a staple of Hermosa Beach. Um, but yeah, fucking rich people picked them out pretty much. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Yeah, that sucks. But I yeah, those uh, those two covers threw me as well on that uh, Shylud release because it's on that it's on the twelve inch, and I was like listening through. I'm like, one half is like original songs, and the second half is 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 covers. And it's like it's kind of strange that they're covering like no effects and bad religion, but. That's where all their roots are. It's, um, yeah. But, yeah. So they cool. did it so well as well. Yeah, they did it so well. And it's kind of interesting because I kind of started off with a bit of Pennywise stuff as well, and it kind of scratches that angry that angry itch because it's, it's like, fast, but it's not as angry and there's no breakdowns and stuff like that. But yeah. It's not, not as expansive. As aggressive. Yeah. 
Cool. So what was your first gig, Chuck? Oh. Uh, so I was very fortunate enough to grow up in El Segundo where we had a teen center, uh, which Fuck yeah. I'm, yeah, I don't like you get like a youth center, right? Like yeah, you yep, guys would the call best. It. Yeah. So basically it was just uh, uh, a building where like kids would go after school to hang out because, you know, their, their parents were at work and like you'd have, you'd have kids from seventh grade all the way up, sixth grade, sixth grade all the way up to, you know, high school kids all hanging out, playing pool and basketball court outside. Um, they later, they later put in a, a skate, uh, skate park, like a little mini skate park. It's pretty sweet. That was way after my time. But, um, like we would, we would hang out there all the time, especially in summer. Cause we would have the way our, uh, our school worked like, we'd have like three months off of, of school. So we would all go to the teen center, listen to hardcore music. And, um, they started putting on like shows, uh, even before like we were doing that, but they were like, they were having punk rock shows and, and, and stuff. But, um, I'm pretty sure my first gig was a th- throwdown gig there. Ooh. I yeah. think we're I'm I'm reaching very far back. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I think it was it was I think it was a throwdown gig. It might have been it might have been an ignite show. Hmm. But like you know we I was like 15, 15, 14 or 15 when we were going to shows at the teen centers. My first, my, my first show outside of like away from my, like my mom and like the safety of, of <laughs> home was uh, at the showcase theater in Corona. Uh, and it was, uh, I think Throwdown opened. Um, right. <laughs> and it was uh, the tour the tour package was uh, trial, buried alive, all out war, and reach the sky, and it was oh. fucking bananas. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I felt I felt kind of cool because in my little friendship group that we you know we all went to that show, I was the only one that knew who all out war was because I was just like fucking just checking out everything that I possibly could when I was first got into music and like I found all at war and they just fucking shred and um, they started playing. I was like, holy shit. They played the, the, they opened with uh, the first song from, for those who were crucified. Uh, and it's just insane. It was insane. And the show was insane. Like, you know, I, I'd, I'd been to our youth center shows, but never a, like a proper gig. And I never really went to like, you know, I would never went to see like huge bands like Blink-182 or, you know, bands like that who are on the radio and stuff. So I never really had been to a a concert. Um, So, yeah, it just blew me away. The energy was amazing. Like just watching kids fucking annihilate each other in the pit and uh, singing along to Buried Alive was awesome. Like it was that was it was a good show it's fun i was about to say you would have been 
growing up in, I guess, California around that time, there would have been so much good music coming out. Would you hit up shows all the time? Every weekend. Yes. Every weekend. Like, um, like we would see, like pick, pick a metalcore band from, from <laughs> like the mid nineties, uh, and early two thousands. And it was like, yep, let's go. Uh, you know, we, I saw 18 visions a lot. They were definitely probably if, as far as California bands go, my favorite band at that time. Um, I mean, yeah, we like, I, I saw them with turmoil at this, uh, little tiny little club called PCH club. Um, that show was nuts. Like, yeah, I saw Converge at the showcase theater with, I don't even remember who, <laughs> um, but it was, it was just like, it was crazy. Uh, yeah. Shows. Yeah. Anything. You, I, I remember not going to England with my, with my dad and like his side of the family because Converge was touring. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> they were like, are you sure you don't want to come? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> but it goes to some gigs <laughs> uh, in high school. Like maybe I should have gone, but whatever. <laughs> I'm going to ask what, what were your parents like when you found music like this? Cause I think the middle core, like the music you kind of described was probably a lot heavier to the stuff that I even listened to growing up. Um, so like, what were your parents like when you were getting into that? Uh, when I really first started listening to it, it was just my mom and she didn't, she didn't care. She like, my mom was definitely, you know, the, the cool mom. Um, nice. and she, she really just wanted me to be happy and like have a good time. Make, you know, if, as long as I'm with my friends and having a good time, she didn't care. So, uh, my stepdad was probably not into it. <laughs> me, me and him didn't really see eye to eye for a long time when we first, you know, like met each other and, and, you know, him and my mom started dating and he just, I was so different from his sons. He didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. Like fair enough. Um, <laughs> I love, I love the guy now, but we, we, we did not get along so my mom was basically like that's my son uh he can pretty much do whatever i let him do it's cool <laughs> um nice. my dad i think my dad didn't understand it and uh yeah my dad is a, like he's a great dude but he he doesn't get he doesn't get it like he he's work hard uh, till your skin's falling off your fingers, uh, and then shake it off in the morning. Like, don't complain, you know, like he's just hard nosed, uh, he's been in construction his entire life. And like, that's, that's what he does. And that's his mentality. So music and, and stuff, he just, he, he likes music, but like, I, I remember putting on, uh, this band in insurgents, and he, and he just goes, man, no wonder kids are killing themselves. I was like, dad, oh, wow. Like, I was like, you have no idea what these yeah. guys are talking about. He's like, I know it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, it's just like, just no, no attempt yeah. 
<laughs> whatsoever. But my mom, uh, she will live and die by the sword of supporting anything that I uh, am into and, and want to do. And I mean, when I told her I wanted to move to Australia, she was like, all right, no problem. Like, yeah, have fun. Do it. <laughs> yeah. She was just like, absolutely coolest thing in the world. Go do it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, she's, she's definitely my ride or die. I'm kind of glad you said that because, like, my mom and dad were very similar in that way. Where mom's like, as long as you're staying out of trouble, you're not doing drugs and you're not getting <laughs> locked up and all that kind of stuff, do whatever you right. want. And then. She was a bit skeptical when we were going to shows at like the the youth center near us, and then she saw that like we're all going in groups of friends and we were like looking after each other and all that kind of stuff, and that worry kind of disappeared. And she wasn't too fussed; like she wouldn't listen to the music that we, that we listened to, but like I'm not going to try and force her to do that. And I don't even think my dad understands now, like that yeah. whole fandom of of music and bands and stuff he's he's very similar to your dad in that in that sense and that's a very era thing he was like in the navy and they didn't really have time for that Mm. and it kind of passed him by in his younger years yeah yeah for sure and um yeah once when my mom saw you know it was like a bunch of kids hanging out listening to crazy music and you know like how much we fucked around with each other and um you know, half of those people I also played hockey with. So it was like, it was a really, really tight knit group uh, of kids. And she, she could see we all cared about each other and, and enjoyed what we did. And, um, you know, loved hanging out. And the only time she was like, kind of worried is, is, uh, like I came home with X's on my hands or something. And she's like, Oh, what's this all about? I was like, Oh, straight edge, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, oh, okay. And I obviously gave her a very short summary of what it was all about. And we were driving to hockey practice once and she goes, Hey, you know, I, I just, I want to talk to you about this because I've read some things on the, on the internet and you know, there's ties to like racism and stuff and blah, blah, blah. I was like, mom, there are racist people and racist bands who are also straight edge. I have nothing to do with that. Me and my friends, not into that. That just so happens to be an unfortunate part of, of society where shitty people, unfortunately like to claim cool things, you know, like she was like, all right, you know, I'm just, I just, you're my son. I got to make sure, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) just being a mom, you know, being a mom. Um, and 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 like since then you know she was just like all right cool like just i'm just making sure you know you're i just want to make sure you're around the right people i was like mom these are the best people i could possibly be around you know we're going to shows we're getting sweaty and you know circle pinning and running around like idiots um and it's 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 awesome she's like all right cool just making sure so Yeah. yeah For sure. That's a cool mum move, like not actually coming down on you about it. Just being like, hey, you just wanted to check in. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. The only time she has ever like come down on me, like what the fuck are you doing is uh, her and my stepdad went away to Mexico. Um, they've got a little surf shack in Baja, California. And she came back and like had my got my ears pierced and my lip pierced and stuff. And like, I had a hoodie on, I'm like trying to hide it. 
<laughs> and like she like got close to me and she's like what the fuck is this <laughs> i was like what and she 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 just didn't know like how to react or anything she's like get out get out of the house like i don't i don't want to see your face like just get out and i was like all right and uh like i was you know bummed and and she was bummed and i had like two friends there too and like they were like oh this sucks like we're gonna go home she's and i was like yeah see ya and so i bailed and then like just like stayed out of the house till like nighttime and i came back and i just like sat in the backyard and she heard me come in she's like hey i'm sorry uh but you know you you did something that i didn't know how to handle and i i'm still not sure about it but you know obviously <laughs> you, you don't have to leave <laughs> <laughs> and i was like 16 and uh and she's like just come back in the house and we'll talk about it you know some other time and and like from then on basically we woke up the next morning and, and she was like just promise me no tattoos i was like absolutely no. deal no well, that was, this, <laughs> this is my question so how did she react when you first got a tattoo i'll tell you uh, another story about <laughs> uh about this is so she made me promise at that right then and there to never get a tattoo and i said no worries like you're my mom i love you it, i've got my ears pierced and my tongue pierced and all this shit and you've you've dealt with enough so deal so like probably 10 years later uh no tattoos uh nine years later nine or ten years later whatever i think i think i had moved to australia by this time and i, I didn't have any tattoos still like kept my oh, promise really? Yeah, hundred percent. No tattoos. And then um, I've got a couple friends in the Marines. One of them is, uh, I mean, they're both really cool guys. But one of them is like, uh, like an OG from Oakland, like rapper, six foot seven, just like the biggest, scariest looking dude you you could possibly think of. Like, has fifty cal shells tattooed across his chest, like. Jesus, just <laughs> committed. But the... he's he's the nicest guy in the world. Um, he he had a couple tattoos, and anytime uh, him and his friend Cody would visit my mom, like basically my mom has an open door policy. So if you're friends with me, or if you're friends of uh, you know my stepdad's friends' sons or whatever, like, uh, and you're the Marines or you're Charlie's friend you are welcome in this house. So anytime they would visit, uh, he would go hard at convincing her to get a tattoo. Like, <laughs> like, come on, Patrice, like you can, yeah, you can get, get a tattoo. Like, you know, like get something, you know, that's, uh, that represents you or whatever. And so finally she got a fucking tattoo. Oh, so your mom got a tattoo <laughs> oh. first. Yes, my mom got a tattoo first and she showed me and I was like, mom, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but like, that's why I love her because she, she is so willing to, to listen and, and change her perspective because, you know, 
someone's done something that and they've had that this experience and and she wants to understand it or or whatever so anyway she got like like and she's a huge gardener loves gardening like loves bees if like she is basically me but more hippie like that is my mom to a t uh so she got this tattoo on her leg and it's like a little a little flower and like a little bumblebee like hovering around the flower and like since then she's got like seven or eight other tattoos oh shit yeah nice so so because of that one tattoo i was like well you know what this means now (laughs) and she was like ugh I know. <laughs> so how long was it in between her getting a tattoo and you getting your first tattoo? Uh, probably like a year. Cause oh, like, no, that's not bad. like, like one, I am so fucking thankful that she actually made me promise. And I kept my promise that I didn't get any tattoos when I was a kid because I think of how many stupid fucking tattoos. I have. <laughs> and Oh my God. Like now that, and I, I do have stupid tattoos now just, to put that out there but they all have a little a little flavor to them you know like i got this one because of x i got this one because of whatever so um but my first tattoo was probably a year after and uh my wife then girlfriend was getting the the backs of her knee ditches tattooed a psychopath And um, once she was finished, she was like, why don't you get like, you should get a tattoo. I was like, yeah, I I mean, yeah, like, I just don't know what I want or what I've been thinking of. And I was super into Nazi, the older, uh, Nazi, the little Republic Star Wars uh, at the time. Um, I think I had just finished like playing the number two. Uh, I was super into Sith Lords. I like the bad guys. They look cool. You know, they do lots of cool, crazy powers and stuff. So I was like, uh, maybe I'll get Sith Lord across my ankles. So I got like on the front of my ankles, it says Sith Lord. That was my first tattoo. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good little starting point that you can cover up pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. Like I love Star Wars. Uh, I like bad guys. And like if I if I ever I, like I, I don't have them covered up and they still look pretty good. Like the, the artist that did them is really good tattoo artist and um yeah i was was like can you like just you know just do this and like fade it from like black to red so it's like you know like the the sippy color eyeballs and stuff Mm -hmm. and so it's it's cool it's fun sometimes i think about getting them covered but i'm like nah it still looks fine and it's like it's cool yeah i think i put so much pressure on my first tattoos that after i got that now i'm like fuck it i'll get something stupid like i don't really care now (laughs) like i think the the pressure of because i would just like think about like oh what if i do this like my my arm which is all birds and stuff from australia i took i took a long time to figure out what i actually wanted there which is why i have so many like silly leg tattoos or you know band tattoos on my legs because it was stuff i knew that i i liked and meant something to me and then my wife and i kind of came up with the idea of of uh like a bird sleeve because i i love birds <laughs> it's like um and it was like you know a little tribute to 
uh, where we got married and where I, you know, where I really fell in love with Australia and, um, you know, fell in love with her really because, you know, it's a really special place and, um, the, the bird life always blew me away. So I was like, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Let's start with that. Um, and like I got a pelican and just kind of went on from there. That's sick. I don't think I've actually seen that sleeve properly or, or really noticed it. I don't think. I'll look yeah, next time I mean, down. Yeah, next time. Have a little have a little look. <laughs> <laughs> have a little look. That was me too. I put so much pressure on my first one. Now I've got like a, a skeleton hand holding a slice of pepperoni pizza, <laughs> like a steam train. <laughs> and yeah, now working into the, the, the band ones. But they're um this is fun. I prefer them to be it's- more fun than serious now. Yeah, I think, and I, like, I'm the same way, and, and my wife fucking hates it because she wants me to finish my, my bird sleeve, but I keep, like, getting, like, like like a silly, you know, <laughs> what was the last one? Uh, the Goonie Skull, wasn't it? That's it. Oh, yeah, I love that. Like, so I love sick. that too. Yeah. Tattoo, man. Like, so good. Like, so, like, my left leg is all, like, pop culture and, you know, movie stuff that, like, I grew up, like, my mom and I. You know, my mom and I have a matching Lord of the Rings tattoo. Oh, sick. Yeah, that's like, so cool. Shit like that, you know, like I fucking love it. And so, you know, if it makes me giggle or like, you know, it's from a movie, like I've got the the worm from Beetlejuice and you know Slimer because my son was like super and is super into Ghostbusters. And I was like, what should I get? Like, he was just instantly Slimer. I was like, fucking absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's just it's just fun and like they like I have fun getting these tattoos and um you know they always tell a good story too. So yeah, it's good. Fuck. Well, I mean I think we could talk about anything for hours, <laughs> but I know we've got some songs to get to, so um I think we'll have to have you back on Chuck and we'll we'll talk through some more um really about anything. But uh before we actually get to the songs themselves, do you want to talk to us about the theme of the the playlist or the mixtape you've kind of put together for us? Yes. Uh, and the reason I wanted a theme is because I could not have done it without a theme. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a playlist. We just wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, like, I think I was like, I was sitting there and I was like, all right, I'll put a botch song and I'll, you know, I got to have like botch cave in converge uh 18 visions earth crisis one king down like i just started listing off all these like all these bands and i was like okay what if i just make like a top 10 list of my favorite bands and then like pick a song from each band i was like all right but then i would like rotate like all right what but what about this what about this? it was just too much and i was freaking out um and then i was listening to what was i listening to i think it was bane uh and i was like and it had a movie quote in it. And I was like, this is it. I can do this. And so I was like, boys, what if we just do songs that have movie quotes in them or start with a movie quote? And everyone, all of you, you too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're like, fucking yes. Let's we've spoken about this before as well. It's come up yeah. like through <clears throat> the last year and a bit. We've talked about music and like, how good is this? And as soon as you said, it, I was like, fuck, this is perfect. For, yeah, for, for it's fun. Say. It's a fun one. Yeah, I um yeah, I was like absolutely the same. I was just like I'm pumped. 
to to hear these songs because there's a few that obviously that that we've spoken about that aren't on the list, which is sick, and some of these that we don't obviously haven't heard, and that's so much fun just to to find out like the movies as well because. Yeah, you guys did really well knowing a lot more of the movies than I do. Obviously, there's a couple that were pretty obvious, but um, yeah, the yeah, way I, they... I, st- I still wanted to try and keep the songs that I picked uh, somewhat based in my roots of what really got me into hardcore and metalcore. So like, I think it it adds a little flavor because some of these are really old uh, and some of them are really obscure uh, and some of them just fucking rip. <laughs> I think what, I think what was really cool for me as well, just before we get into the songs was I think through like, you know, meeting you Chuck and meeting you Dave, a lot of like some of these bands, especially we've spoken about, and I've listened to a lot more over the years, but I think what was really cool going through this playlist was a lot of the songs that came probably in the early 2000s or even late 2000s and, you know, using samples of movie quotes and things like that, you could kind of feel there was still that step change. And I, it kind of was a bit of a throwback and it was cool going back and listening to these songs and kind of seeing how that evolved into then what I probably got into more, you know, when I was a bit more of a teenager and things like that. So, yeah, it was awesome. This is, this is a good playlist. A heaviest Fuck one yeah. too, I think, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. The heaviest. Which is good. So <laughs> hold on to your hats. <laughs> let's fucking go. All right, so let's get into the uh, the first song. So the first song is "Before Dishonor" by Hatebreed. Yes, sir. And uh, so if you pop this one into Spotify, the the actual clip isn't there, but I've I found some wizardry and and um, and found that. So you guys will be hearing the OG version when this uh, plays through. Fuck yeah. So, uh, Chuck, tell me about, tell us about Hatebreed. Oh, uh, Hatebreed was probably the first band that I heard where I was like, this makes me want to fight someone. (laughs) 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 Um, they were definitely like on that, uh, first mixtape of like bands that you know my my friend's brother gave to him and uh, they were you know like like i said it was, it was pretty much all victory bands and a couple equal vision bands but hatebreed came on and i was like what the fuck this is so heavy um and every song on that record satisfaction is it it comes hard like every song is heavy every song has a circle pit uh, the first time I saw Hatebreed, it was terrifying. Uh, <laughs> like, and like the the quote that the song opens with is like it it pulls you into the song, um, and it just makes the song even better than. And it's a short song too; like it's like a minute forty or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you take the quote out or whatever. But um, I just love how fast and hard Hatebreed was and, and still is. I don't listen to a ton of their new stuff, but um, yeah, that song is just so heavy. I'm still so sad that uh, that tour that went to come here with Parkway got, got canceled through COVID. I'm still... That's right. So sad about that because I... I 
Hey Breed are one of the bands on this list that I've listened to for a while because I think they were just one of those bands that they're kind of they're timeless. They're yeah. just a classic, right? And I think every period of you know heavy music fans would would know Hate Breed, and I still haven't seen them, so I'm hoping they come out. But I saw them uh, play at the showcase um, under a different name, but everyone oh. knew who it was. Uh, they played. <laughs> Uh, I think it was I think it was No Innocent Victims' last show, uh, showcase, and they played under the name the moniker A Call for Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was I don't know if it was free, but it was very cheap. Uh, but yeah, we went and it was like it's probably one of the craziest shows I've ever been to that like didn't involve weapons of like and like just people being silly with with crazy shit but um like half the people were on stage just singing along and everyone else was moshing it was absolutely bonkers i'm just trying to picture how big was this uh this room you brought up a few times was a showcase theater how big is that how big is that venue uh i would say it's like taller than the corner but same size as far as like stage and right. uh like you know pit area we we used yeah, to cool. call it the we used to call it the coffin because you'd have you've got the stage and then a very sort of confined pit area but and behind that you'd take like two steps up was like uh just people to stand at like the bar uh, I think like, you've actually sent me videos of bands playing at this venue. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Uh, and it, it, it will go down in history as one of, if not the best hardcore and punk venue in California. But yeah. like, you get head walked on from behind. Like people would be jumping from the, the balcony where the merch was like down. You know, it, it was <laughs> fucking psycho. That's awesome. And um but it was just oh, it was the best. <laughs> oh that's sick. Fuck well you. let's uh let's play it now and we'll uh see you on the other side after a couple more. You see it's not the blood you spill that gets you what you want. It's the blood you share, your family, your friendships, your community. These are the most valuable things a man can have. I'll choose my own I will not be a man 
And there were angels who could not accept the lifting of man above them, and like Lucifer, rebelled against the armies of the loyal archangel Michael. And there rose a second war. For hear the trumpet of the apocalypse And announce the end of man So please end This exploitation Weaponization Weaponization
going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? <laughs> there we we played before dishonor by Hatebreed, followed by day of apocalypse by archangel and raise your fist by throwdown uh, big bracket to kick things off um talk to us about archangel oh uh archangel was uh though controversial a pivotal band for me uh okay. because uh well when by the time they had come to America, they played Hellfest 2001. And so we, we had all gone to Hellfest. I think it was 2001. I always get it mixed up. Yeah, 2001. It was meant to be Earth Crisis' last show. And um, Archangel was, was playing. We were like, fucking sick. Uh, we were super stoked to see him. And then we get there. They're setting up. And like we're seeing all these signs of like... <laughs> crazy shit like we're gonna fucking kill you like 
crazy shit. And we're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, and like, it turns out like, like they all broke edge. And like this band Archangel is like gnarly vegan straight edge band from Europe. Oh, uh, they broke edge. Yeah. Like all, all of them broke edge or, I mean, at least a singer. And um, there were like rumors of him being maybe an abuser uh, of his, of his girlfriend at the time. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the facts and I don't know. I don't know anything. The, they play shows still. Uh, I know that they got, they literally got run out of town after, after Hellfest. They, they went to play in New Jersey and like basically people showed up and, ripped their gear apart beat them up oh and shit told them to leave <laughs> wow uh, and so it's so extreme yeah it was, it was pretty wild um but uh nonetheless they're so good uh and the the first ep that they did and i mean all their all their records are rad but uh the first ep and the first full length will forever be two of the best uh like euro vegan edge metal that there will ever be like bar none slayer riffs with breakdowns like you can't beat it like super epic vegan militant (laughs) lyrics like super awesome i love it (laughs) um and they influenced uh like the way i play guitar back then too like um you know, a lot of the like single note picking and like speed picking and breakdowns. Like that's, I was like, yeah, let's do it. They're definitely talented. Um, I've given the, like the EP and stuff a, a pretty decent listen beforehand. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just so good. If you're in that metal mood, if you want some, some shredding guitar and some, some big breakdowns and it's kind of, that's kind of how I like my, metalcore if i'm going to listen to it i know phil you and i talk about it a fair bit and like i'm more on the hardcore side of things but this is like give me a riff if there's a if there's like a solo and some riffs in there i'll take that any day yeah um and and keeping with the theme so i mean this is one that i as soon as you said it i I kind of realized this is the movie the prophecy with christopher walken in it right yeah Fuck, well, that's a throwback. I haven't watched that movie in like 15 years, I reckon. Forever. <laughs> oh, I need um, to check that out again. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 like, this is, I think it's the fourth song on the EP, third song on the EP, but like, yeah, the intro is super epic and, uh, like, with the, with the movie quote and, yeah. and then, like, the opening riff is just like, you're like, fuck, yes, yeah, let's go. Yeah, it was a sick track. And they're still playing shows. It's wild. Yeah, it's... I'm just it's on the Instagram super... and they're like headlining festivals and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's really weird. Like, like, they definitely laid low for a bit and then they came back. Like, they wrote they wrote two more records and they are both super sick. Um, it just sounds like everything that they've ever done. But, um, yeah, it's like they're really good. I have all of their vinyl because I love that band. <laughs> yeah, see. I don't think I've ever seen this movie. Oh, uh, you you would have definitely seen bits of it, I think. Maybe. 
Mm. Oh, there's like three of them. I went through a big Christopher Walken. I went through a big Christopher Walken um, phase in my. I think I would have been like sixteen or seventeen. I don't know why. Theater kid, aren't you? I was a bit of a movie kid, like growing up, and (laughs) um, like I was one of those kids that my uncle showed me like Pulp Fiction when I was like ten. And I just yes. kind of loved it. And then the older I got, the more I started exploring my own kind of movies. Um, Pulp Fiction is still probably my favorite movie. I know that's a bit of a basic answer, but I just went through all the actors in that movie and watched everything I could find. <laughs> I think, Fuck um, yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched this in a long time though. Christopher Walken's so good. Yeah, oh, like, so good. I love him. <laughs> <He's>, like <laughs> he can be both hilarious and terrifying at the same time. Oh, absolutely. He's a great, he's amazing. Player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that Pulp Fiction story alone, like that 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 scene alone, he shows like everything <laughs> in that one like five, ten minute bit. It's amazing. It's <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. incredible. Oh, it's <sighs> so so insane. Um and then moving on to the next song, uh so Raise Your Fist by Throwdown. Fuck yes. I mean, this is awesome, like, you know, Breakfast Club straight away. I think everyone's gonna, everyone would have got that. Right? Um but it's like short and sweet and just like bang, punches you in the face. So good. <laughs> yeah. That's I was, uh, I was tossing up between that and they have uh, they have a song on their first uh, full length that uh, has a an, it, I, I didn't want to use it because it was another seven quote which we're gonna see I think later down the track in the list yeah. and I was like I can't do another one um, and this song is better anyway so uh, like again like awesome movie quote and then just fucking bangs in your face straight away uh and it just instantly you're like you're you're two-stepping you're moshing within the first minute so good and then we'll uh we'll move on to uh the next song for the the first song of the next bracket it's the 18 visions champagne and sleeping pills this is one phil and i this is the only track that we actually spoke about and this is like probably like top one or two of the the list, I think, of the playlist for me. This is probably my oh, equal favorite on this on this mix. I think. Um, Chuck, talk to us about Eighteen Visions. We know you love this band. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this album is rife with with movie quotes as well. Like one after the other, almost every like every song uh, of the first half of the album has a movie quote. One of them has a Back to the Future quote, and I was actually listening to the album on the way home from work today, and that song came on, and I was like, "Fuck, do I need to message these guys and revise the list real quick because because <laughs> of this one?" Then I was like, "Nah, I got to keep it." I think um, this this song is the like epitome of what Eighteen Visions sounds like then and now. Uh, they recently, like, well, not recently, but a couple years ago, they, like, they've made a comeback. Everything they've written has what you hear in this song. Um, it's got a little bit of botch, um, but you know, a little bit of cave in, and it's got their own spin of, you know, their like their sound. Um, like those dudes can write riffs, and it's crazy. And James, his vocals on that album are monstrous. Uh, easily like some of the best vocals uh, in that era, like 
by far. Possibly, uh, in my opinion, he was the best singer um, in that era of metalcore. Like the dude can fucking yell, and his voice was just insane, just mm. absolutely monstrous. So yeah, uh, it's a good fucking song. It's long. Uh, which which is why I was like, oh, maybe I should change it to this other one. And, but I was like, <laughs> fuck it. Like you get the shining. <laughs> yeah. And you, get, yep. and you get quintessential 18 visions um, doing what they do best. Uh, like you literally hear just everything they do so well in one song. Yeah. I think with 18 visions, cause I know you both have spoken about it so many times. Um, like just when we've talking about music and I don't, I've never listened to this album in the, in the piece. I think mm. I've always somewhat not struggled with them, but it just hasn't just clicked with me just yet, but I've saved this album down. I'm going to give it a listen because this song was probably one of the best ones I've heard by them. Maybe it was just the playlist got me in the mood. I'm not sure, but um, I think that's probably the cave in elements that you hear with, uh, with 18 visions that you probably don't click with. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that I like, I hadn't actually really listened to much of them before we met Chuck and then heard them and was just like instantly grabbed by their like um, their ability to, to write concept albums or EPs and just the content and everything is it's just really well-rounded and sometimes you just get mm. that one-off concept album or you get, yeah, it's just, it's really, they're really well-rounded band for me and, uh, I agree, Chuck. He's got some really good pipes. Mm. So good. So good. Mm. Let's play that. Let's do it. Sweet. See you on the other side. Wendy. Darling. Light of my life. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in.
what are you? Now I find you in exactly the position that suits me. I had lots of time to learn how to shoot with my left. When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk.
a hell of a thing killing a man. You take away all he's got, and all he's ever gonna have. Yeah. Well, I guess they had it coming. We all have it coming, kid. Yeah, you are the dream, dreaming into a 
records, magazines, comic books, that's one thing. But tickets, tickets. Do you realize what this means? That you are no longer content merely hearing their awful music and looking at photos of their horrific faces. Now you want to see the devil in the flesh. You want to reach out and touch pure evil. All right. So at the top there, we had 18 visions with champagne and sleeping pills. And then we had every time I die with uh, emergency broadcast syndrome and then Bane, both guns blazing and then Shogun Perth epic. Uh, So Chuck, let us know what you thought. Tell us about every time I die and this song because it's a banger. Oh, it's it's probably still to this day my favorite every time I die song, and I think everyone will hate me for saying that because they have. This is your favorite, I reckon. Damn, like the. So, all right, let me give you backstory on the first time I saw every time I die, Hellfest two thousand one. No idea who they were, never heard of them. We were in the we were in the merch room. Uh, which is like just this big room full of merch, obviously. And <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, it was like me and like five of my mates minding our own business. Like which CD are we going to buy? Like, what are we doing? In bus, these dudes like wearing Daisy Duke, like short, short jeans, denim vests, mullets, cowboy hats, and like fake cap guns for all of them. That's and so like, cool. <laughs> they, bust, they bust in through the merch doors and they're like, fucking party's here, boys. Yeah. Like, that was my introduction to Every Time I Die. And I was oh, like, that's so what cool. the fuck is this? <laughs> um, and then, uh, like, none of us knew who they were. And then later, like, they're, they, they're playing and we we're like, oh, like, this is Every Time I Die. And it was before their full length. Though. I mean, I think they only had the Burial Plot Bidding War EP out. Um, so then they recorded their first full length, they toured, uh, and they played the showcase, uh, who was it with, fuck, I want to say it was, it might've been Sky Came Falling. God damn. I don't, I fucking can't remember. I feel, I wish I could remember. Anyways, the, that first song on, on, uh, Last Night in Town is it the way it opens the like just the energy that it brings right from the get-go um and the way they use you know the movie quote with the song like that's what i love about all these songs is the way they they use the movie quote Mm -hmm. and um like they opened with that song and i was like it's just the energy keith brought like i mean jordan i mean all of them like like that song just like you could tell we're going to put this song first on the album because we're going to play the song first because that's how the show is going to be. And it was just, it's just pure rock and roll. It's fucking awesome. Riffs are good. Breakdowns fucking good. Um, and that like that band at that time was like super fun to watch. Uh, and just like a fun time as a fun show. That was good. As a, I've never heard a story like that about someone's first <laughs> introduction with a band. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, it was, it was wild. What a time. Um, yeah, every time I die, a band that I kind of found them at like new junk aesthetic and didn't really 
know anything before then. And like, they're just one of those bands where I like have to really be in the mood to listen to them. I don't know yeah. if it's like the mixed time signatures or, or what, but yeah, they're so good. And I think I need to dig into these earlier albums to see. I think, I, yeah, I think I first listened to Gutter Phenomenon when maybe that would have been out for a year or two. And it, it just wasn't, it was probably a bit too heavy and not quite a bit left field to what I wanted. And then New Junk came out. And I think that was when I probably started listening to more heavier, heavier stuff rather than just like, you know, your pop punk and, and all rock stuff. Um, and yeah, similar to you, Dave, I haven't gone back to listen too much of the earlier stuff, but. Yeah, I I don't know why, but uh, when when they put out Hot Damn, like Hot Damn didn't do it for me, mm-hmm. and so I kind of fell off him for a long time. And then, um, I want to say like I would always check out the new album, and I was I would just be like, "Yep, this is sweet." So every time I die, it's it's really good, but it wouldn't stick with me. Mm. And then they put out Low Teens. Uh, and I saw a video of Jordan Buckley playing the last uh, like outro riff of the last song on, on low teens uh, at the last warp tour. And he just kept playing it over and over. Like he wouldn't get off the stage. He just kept yeah, I've, actually, I've, I've seen that story. That's, <laughs> it's that's one cool. of the coolest videos. I fucking love it. And it just like, it's, it's the, it, it just makes you feel like, the he the what he was doing with that riff and uh and how he was playing and he the, the refusal of to to get off the stage and to the refusal to stop playing is like that is what we all feel right now you know it was like mm-hmm. it's just that video is awesome so that album got me back into him and like and then uh they did i think two albums after that and I was fucking loving them, They're like so stoked on on the newer albums. Uh, and then they fucking blew up and broke my heart. <laughs> That's brutal. Um, yeah. That oh, what was the one after? Um, Low Teens. That was really good. I can't remember that? From Parts Unknown. From Parts, Parts yeah. Unknown. That's a that's a deep so deep album, man. Yeah. Like so fucking good, uh, and like, I mean the Jordan. I don't know. If, I don't know who the mastermind is behind writing, but Jordan is a, a genius. I'm sure Andy is a, a really good riff writer too. But like, Jordan can just fucking shred, and the 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 way he writes kind of has like. I'm sure if you slowed down what he plays you would hear riffs from like the 1970s cuz like yeah. the 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 stuff that he plays and like the the scales that he's playing in it, to my ear anyways you know I'm not a shredder but like watching him play where he's playing and like the the notes that he's hitting and the sweeps that he's doing if you slowed it down i i'm almost certain that you would hear like some huge stoner riff from like 1960 1970 that's good. Yeah. And then we've got better lovers that we can kind of, he can continue his legacy that way. I mean, it's so good. Better lovers is, is like, to me, it just sounds like it's every time I die with a Dillinger escape plan. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's perfect. And those shows so look, good. 
Those shows look absolutely mental as well. Yeah. Hey, they could be a smoky for, for good things too. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so um, so de- after that, we had Bane, both guns blazing. And it's re- like early Bane stuff. And I just love this album EP. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you call it, but um, oh, it's just so much fun. And I just love this band so much. I love them. I love Bane. Uh, the, like, again, like another band that s- stuck in my head the first time I saw them. And um, this this song probably isn't my. It might be my favorite song on the on the EP, but it, it's close. It's anyways, but it, it's the way again the way they use the movie quotes in the song make it stand out from the rest of the album. Um, but yeah, like another band that like. I can picture them playing the song because mm-hmm. of the like the shit Aaron would say in the quiet parts. Like it wasn't always about what he was singing, you know, when we were all singing along, it was about the fucking crazy shit that he would say during the quiet parts because he would just go off on these tangents about whatever topic he wanted to go off on. Um and he would just bring the whole room to like a standstill and stuff. like everyone would just listen and there would be feedback and you'd have fucking Zach screaming over it. Like insane. Uh, and like, that was the first time I saw him was this EP. And like, that was the experience at PCH club, this tiny little club, no stage. Um, well maybe it was like that tall. It was just like a tiny, you know, step. tiny little stage. <laughs> yes. Literally a step. <laughs> And, uh, like I remember them playing this song and, you know, you got the feedback going. I mean, you know, you know, the song, how the song goes, but like you hear the movie quote, it gets fucking crazy and energetic. Yeah. And like, you've got everyone just screaming, Zach screaming into his guitars. It's fucking crazy. And the song is amazing. And, um, like that's, that's how I want to feel every show. Like that's what I'm looking for when I go to a show. It's just like, this is this i want to be i want to be in this i want to be part of this um and they do such a good job of pulling that emotion out of everyone at every show they just (laughs) i'm just trying to put into words like i've never i've never seen them and i'm really sad about that but watching their um holding this moment documentary you just see how many people they convert people to hardcore fans. They have people young and old, older, and just everyone is focused. There's no phones up in the crowd. There, there was in the like the last show, which you understand, but it's not people on their phones. They're they're all focused, pushing forward, and and that's just that's just an aura around bands that you don't see very often. Mm. I still haven't listened to any of the old stuff. I'm really sorry, guys. I know you told me. I know you told me to go back, and I haven't done it yet. But I will do it. I will do it. I'll get. I'll get around to it. Uh, I know you're dis- disappointment, Dave. I see that face. <laughs> one thing. One thing I'll, I'll say about Bane and, and Dave. You said it is they they convert people 
uh, to hardcore uh, or punk rock or you know whatever you want to label it. Um, there's other bands that are just as big, and for some reason they just do the opposite. Uh, you know, there's I don't I won't I can't name bands because people. I was about to say, <laughs> but um, like like. And they're good bands and they have good lyrics and there's like they're legend legendary dudes in these bands, but they like they say some shit that just like it divides instead of brings, you know, people in. You know, you're hmm. you've got young kids who don't know what they're witnessing and what, what this is all about, and you're just like you're you make them feel unwelcome. What the fuck are you doing? Like, who cares? Who cares what? And I like, I'll 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 own up to my own shit. Like I would certainly judge how people looked and how they dressed. You know, their stupid skinny jeans and their silly fringes. Uh, <laughs> but just say my um, name, Chuck. It's fine. I know. I know right? <laughs> but like, eye makeup. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, look, I fucking wore eye makeup. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but only when I was playing in. Uh, my punk rock band never again um <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it's you know you get older and you realize like the the scene the way the scene should be is uh, a safe welcome place for for everyone you know unless you're a nazi obviously um but like you know if if you don't feel like you belong then someone's doing something wrong yeah I will say, I just want to go on that tangent. I feel like hardcore has made this kind of bounce back in a way lately that like it's blown up, right? I mm. think we, we all know that it's in a big way and not that, they, not that these guys are on that scale, but living in Sydney and seeing quite a few speed shows now, um, I've never been to a gig where they're as inclusive as those guys are. Mm-hmm. Like it is the it is the nicest shit and the most like just the best feeling when you know, and we've been to hardcore shows. We know that there's this mantra with people who have the look and, you know, it's all staunch and this and that, right? Um, and look, Speed speed have a bit of that, right? They have a bit of that flair, which is fine. But when they're on stage and what they say and kind of the people in the crowd that you see, it's just the best feeling. And that's my experience with it. And, you know, Bane obviously being a much bigger band, you know, Chuck, you would have been to much bigger shows than that. Like, that's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. And it's, it's good to see bands you know, not, I don't want to say like taking the mantle, but sharing, sharing Mm. the load, sharing the the torch a little bit uh, and recognizing what, what the scene needs and what needs to continue and what needs to get stamped out. Yeah. And you've got to have a little bit of staunch to make it. I think you've got to have a little bit of arrogance about you, like just a tiny little bit. And that helps you get, get up on stage and do it every time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good uh, shit, boys. Good combo. It's a good combo. <laughs> so Shogun next. Perth Epic. Perth Epic. The unknown. The ripping unknown, though. <laughs> Just the weirdest intro to a song ever. I love it. So, um, where is Shogun from? Are they an American band or are they... they? They are American. Yeah. Uh, they're from Colorado. 
very, very, I mean, long broken up. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were on Goodfellow Records. Okay. I think. Um, one of their releases was, I think. Anyways, super random. I, I can't tell you how I found them. I think probably on like a news thing from lamb goat or, you know, whatever. Uh, their best song. My favorite song of them is called, it's called the pole. It's on an EP that they did after this full length. But, uh, my fun story with this band is we, uh, I don't know if they were on tour or they were like, just in town i don't even i don't fucking know because it was so fucking random anyways uh there's a very cool band from orange county or i'm sorry from los angeles uh called open hand and uh really good um i don't know what you call them indie rock uh posts maybe maybe a little bit of posts hardcore ish yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. in their early stuff anyways Anyways, um, my friend's like, hey, I'm going to see uh, Open Hand play at their practice space. I think it was their practice space. It, Anyways, we ended up in a very, very sketchy area in Los Angeles, downtown Los Angeles. What looked like to me an abandoned building. <laughs> um, <laughs> like... No lights on, no street lights anywhere. This building was literally in the middle of a block with no other buildings around it. I can't remember if it was a storage facility or maybe maybe a bit of both. Mostly abandoned and also a storage facility. I don't know. Um, But uh, he was like, Shogun (laughs) is playing with Open Hand at Open Hand's practice space. I was like, let's go. (laughs) Because... We're never going to see this band again. Uh, and it, like, and we got there. It was, you know, it was this tiny little room with, I mean, you could hardly fit anyone in there. Like we were pretty much like in the hallway and I kind of was just like poking my head in the door, like watching these bands like, yeah, this is fucking sick. All right. Um, but uh, the, like the guitarist was in like sweatpants and like a really shitty, like old polo polo shirt. He had to be at that time, like for sure in his mid thirties, it was really like just a weird mix of <laughs> like fuck? dudes in a band. And like, he was like the, the main guitarist was, like super into power metal. And like the drummer, like started like at one point his kick drum broke and he was like playing drums with his kick drum, like beater on the snare. Like it was the most (laughs) random show in the world. Um, But one cool thing was like the, uh, my friend asked the, so Keith, Keith Barney from throw down 18 visions and so on does guest vocals on an open hand. So on on an open hand song, Mm -hmm. And uh, my buddy ended up doing like the that vocal part for the song, which is really cool. So that was that was fun, but it was just like the most random show spot practice. I they must have been practicing to go on tour 
It's mm. all I can think of because it was so weird. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a really cool song and uh, it's really fun. Like the if you saw the band and you like got the vibe of these guys, like like they're rock and roll dudes who ended up making a hardcore band uh, or metalcore band. Cool. That's pretty and, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, and like you had like. You know the the opening riff like the like it's two guys playing one guitar. Oh shit! Really? So fucking weird. Yeah. (laughs) So he he the the guitarist was playing the and there's another guy doing the slides who was standing behind God who was standing behind him doing the slides like (laughs) that's pretty weird. What is going on? It's like I can just see like two guys embracing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all in the hips. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like that's that's the kind of like practice slash show it was. It was it was fun. It was fun to watch. It was, but yeah, it was a really cool band. Like it was a cool like one time thing that you know I saw them that one time and that was it. Never saw them again. So that's yeah, so cool. Good. Can't say I've ever had a show like that. Um, no, man. Downtown LA. It's like. One of the scariest places I've been to at night, <laughs> let alone walking into an abandoned building. Bro, I, I for real was like, we're going to get stabbed. We're like, where where are we? If we died, no one would know. Were there a lot of people at the show? Or the yeah, I mean, there facility? was like, there was like probably like 50 to 100 people there, like hanging oh, out. Shit. No, I mean, it couldn't have, no, it couldn't have been 100. 50 people? Yeah. Um, you know, there was a couch. I, I'm pretty sure it was open hands practice like little practice area yeah okay and um but yeah like it's just like it's so fucking <laughs> random if if no one was if they weren't in that building we we were we were getting murdered for sure oh, <laughs> like that's the vibe that we were getting it was just insane you got <laughs> Well, the next track we have um, <laughs> on, and then at the start of the next bracket. So, and it starts to spice up, like for me especially, because I know a few more of these songs. But uh, the next song that we'll talk about is Ghost, Ghost Sam by Zao. Uh, early I can't Zao too. you just said it like that. Zao? How do you say it? Ghost Sam by Zao. Is it Zao? Yeah. Zao. I've never said it out, I've never said it out loud. This is... Uh, <laughs> I've never, I've never said that. It's never said it out loud. Uh, hey, you had like, 50 50 learn. chance. You blew it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, okay. Dave, I've heard you call it now as well, so don't come at me. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. I love Australians. <laughs> oh, Zay, yeah. Alrighty. Early Zay is yeah. sick, by the way. Fuck. So fuck. Yeah, I really love this, char- this track. Um, I don't know what the quote's from. It's the only one that I, because I'm pretty sure it's a quote that's been cut together to make it sound like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Makes sense. From what, I, yeah, it, it's the it's the only one because I tried to like look it up, and I mean, I tried, but I couldn't. I couldn't. You know how hard it was trying. To, I tried to do it. If you hadn't come through on a few, because I think I had maybe half, half or maybe six of them down. And there were a few that I was like, I'm Googling stuff and I'm, t- I'm getting taken to these weird Reddit subreddits about <sighs> just like this deep yeah. 90s, 90s, early 2000s, like metalcore about bands <laughs> I've never heard of. And I'm thinking, 
this is like a dark place for me to be. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. The, like there was definitely some stuff that I was like, no one's going to know what this is. So it's good that I do. <laughs> but I think that like that's what makes makes it fun. Like that's what makes the list fun. And I I think like you know if whoever listens to the podcast if they want to go down a rabbit hole of old you know two thousands early or late nineties metalcore like they're going to have a good time. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. Um, this is one of your favorite bands. Would I be correct in saying? Zayo? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're yeah they're. I'm sure they bounce up and down in the top ten list. You know, all the time. Um, they're one of those bands that when you first heard them. So I the first album I heard them was uh, where blood and fire bring rest, and they've got a couple before that which are are really cool but can, they sound totally different they sound more like uh more less less metal more core um and it's it's a different sort of different style but um it's good it's good but i i, I didn't didn't grab me and then i heard uh, where blood and fire bring rest and when you first hear it you're like this is some evil shit like yeah. this is this it this sounds fucked like just the way he sings the riffs um and like and then the second album which is what this song is from is is fucking called liberate to x and fairies like save yourself from hell <laughs> and the whole album has quotes from event horizon which is a movie about a ship that goes to fucking hell and it's fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like when you're a kid and you hear Zayo and like, you're like into like evil sounding shit and like crazy artwork, like this is your favorite shit. (laughs) And you love Sith Lords and all that kind of stuff. Like it all comes back. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. So yeah. And, uh, me and, uh, me and Vigil always, fucking freak out about this song because it, it's just so creepy it's creepy in a good way I, it's I really, creepy in a good way yeah and they've changed a lot like they've got a whole hit they've got a huge catalog it's a lot bigger than what I realized and then um, yeah huge. but it's like the latest stuff is like kind of like post rocky but in that like metal kind of side of stuff it's not as not as dark and evil as it used to be. <laughs> They've kind of grown out of it, that phase. It certainly it isn't, but it has the undertones. You can hear it. You know, you it's it's there here and there. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's nothing. It's dude, nothing is like this shit. <laughs> um, the the album after this. Sorry. The al- is it the album after this? There's an album, uh, Parade of Chaos. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that's next. Uh, it's, it's, so Parade of Chaos is, fuck. I think, I'm pretty sure it's after, it's actually the fourth one of the new era of Zeo. So it's like We're Blood and Fire and then Liberate and then Self Titled and then Parade of Chaos. Yep, that's right. Um, Parade of Chaos. I think is probably the first album where they, you start to hear that sort of post sound. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and that album kind of threw me from Zeo for a bit. Mm. And then they fucking came back with a uh, funeral of God. Yep. Um, yeah. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Uh, and like ever since then, I mean, the the last album they did, I fucking love it. The, the, this band, they fucking know how to do intros. Like they know how to build momentum into uh, a swirling vortex of of like like chaotic, like scary riffs. Um, yeah, they, they just, they're so good at what they do. Scott, they're awesome. I would really like to see them play one day. Me too. They're good. Really badly. <laughs> yeah. They're good. I think this is one of the bands that I've, you've introduced me to Chuck that I've probably liked more than some others. <laughs> um, I think there's a few that I really like, I like, and then there's some that I'm still kind of trying to come to terms with. <laughs> you don't have to like everything. No, I don't. I don't. It's okay. But, um. Yeah, let's let's load this one up and then we'll uh, talk to a few more. You want to make a deal? Have the deal with the devil. Yeah. 
look, I don't know about you, but I really believe that there's one person out there for everybody. That's what this is about. It's not just some sappy love letter telling you how my heart stops every time that I see you. So at the top there, we had uh, Gosam by Zao. Got it right that time. Uh, then we followed it up with Shai Halud with solely concentrating on the negative aspects of life. And then Red Roses for a Blue Lady uh, with SR241. This is a really good bracket for, for mine. I really like these three tracks together. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I tried to sort of like pick the sounds you know, yeah. of of progression, you know, or regression, however you want, whichever way you want to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this is a fun bracket uh, for me because I love Shy Halud and uh, I love Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So much. Um, and like, I mean, Shy Halud is, they got to be they got to be the best band at, at writing songs with impossible chords. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, and like playing them at speed too. Fuck. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean, the lyrics are amazing. The, uh, like the riffs are amazing. And, um, and they're like another band that you could sing along to and stand and watch and, and no matter what you're doing, you would feel like, you're you're part of the event that's going on because the lyrics if you know the lyrics like it pulls you in the the stuff that they sing and i mean it's very poetic uh and it's yeah it's it's so well written um and it's you know it's all it's all a little bit sad which i love (laughs) 
Yeah, this is one that I think you both got me in, onto. And I think this album or the double album or whatever the vinyl package is with the 2LP um, is probably my favorite of theirs. Mm-hmm. I think they just got everything right. I think everything just works really well. Yeah. Um, and just that style, I think it just... I listen to a lot of it. Like what I listen to isn't very wide, but this is probably one of my favorite albums or double albums of, of yeah. that kind of time. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's it, Shai Halud can very easily be a gateway band for a lot of people. Uh, and I can speak to this firsthand because I ordered a couple CDs from Rev HQ a very, very long time ago. Uh, and one of the CDs that I ordered was the EP, the Hardly EP. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they emailed me and they're like, hey, we don't have a CD. Is there something else we can send you? And I just told them to send me another, a second copy of Hardly. Um. And um, my good friend who sings in a band called the ghost inside came to my house and I basically shoved hardly into his hands. And I was like, go home and listen to this. This is your new favorite band. Uh, and he, uh, and he came back, uh, after listening to it and he was like, I'm in, this is some of the best shit. I like, I, I didn't, you know, he, 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 he wasn't super into hardcore at that time. Uh, he was very much a punk rock kid. He was a punk kid. Uh, and he listens to that EP and, uh, it definitely, it flicked a switch in his brain for sure. Um, and, uh, like that was it. Uh, which is, you're the man. You're the, you're the reason. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't like to brag, but I'll I'll take that one. That's a pretty big, uh, that's a pretty big, uh, like uh, trophy in the mantle. <laughs> How many times would you have it suggested something to someone and it just going to go through the keeper though, and then that one just clicks and changes his life for like straight there in that moment, changes yeah, changes I mean, life forever. There's stuff I love. I love I love Vigil because there's stuff that he fucking hates that I listen to and it's just like what the fuck is this? <laughs> like there's just I can just remember so many conversations. You know, like my house was the my house was the everyone go to Charlie's house after school house, you know? Yep. Um because I stopped going to school when I was sixteen. Uh but all my friends still wanted to hang out with me. So That's cool. Uh the they would just come over after school, we'd we would play fucking halo and listen to, listen to hardcore music. Uh, and so there was like, that's a a lot of, you know, how we discovered music together, which I think is why we had such a tight knit group growing up because we were literally together every fucking day listening to music. Like, you know, I would order, there was this distro, uh, lumberjack, lumberjack distro. I want to say is what they called, and he he just had fucking everything. And so I would just go on there, like if it was Christmas or my birthday, I'd be like, "Mom, <laughs> how many CDs can I order without you like going broke?" She was like, "I don't know, spend like, you know." She'd just give me a number. She's like, "You know, spend this much. You can spend this much." 
And so I would just order CDs. Like I would just look at like the name, be like, that looks cool. That looks cool. That looks cool. Like whatever. I just order CDs. And so like people would come over and we'd just listen to music, play Halo until, uh, but the, like to all of my friends credit, the place would be spotless, but like, cause like my stepdad, it was like, we had to be out before he came home. Yeah. Uh, and so it was like, all right, it's, you know, four thirty. let's, let's fucking clean up here. And we would do crazy shit. Like the whole time after school, <laughs> like people were jumping off my roof and like, you know, pissing in into pots from the roof down. And like, <laughs> insane shit mom if you listen to this i'm i'm so sorry but (laughs) uh like like our house was it was it was a good place to be and and my like to be honest like my mom like i said before like my mom open door policy she if she knew my friends were safe and in a good place uh and you know like that's all that mattered she didn't fucking care she's like just don't burn the house down (laughs) Good motto. That, Words to live by. Is, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so next up, we had Red Roses for a Blue Lady with SR241. Fuck yes. The I've never heard of this song before. I've never heard of this band before. I, yes. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was, this was, this is definitely one of the bands and songs that I was most stoked for you guys to hear. Cause I don't know if I've shared them before. Nope. Uh, and the, the way this song is worked around the quote is f- so fucking good. That it's, I think it's one of the best songs on the list. Like, I'm not gonna, I, I, I would agree. Yeah, yep, 100%. Um, oh, it's, it's so fucking good. And it's like pre, it's the, the none of these guys were in Poison Well, but it's, it's, it's pre, uh, like Poison Well takeover of Florida. Like, these guys were, you know, I don't, I don't know if you want to call it emo metalcore or like, but you know, they had, they had that emo vibe to them. Uh, but they were writing metalcore, and it was f- and and like super sad emotional metalcore, and it's so fucking good. Uh, and there's some other songs on this album that are fucking awesome. The lyrics are heartbreaking. Like there's uh, one of the lyrics is like, "While you're still breaking hearts, I'm plotting a place to hide your bones." Like that's the Ooh. like kind of shit that you hear on this on this album throughout the whole album. Mm. Um. And the the music is the same vibe as that. So like the lyrics and the music are so fucking intertwined, um, and it's just really good, really good, shitty sounding old metalcore. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what stood out about it because when I was listening to this, firstly, I was just I had headphones in, walking around the house, cleaning, doing stuff like that, and like something like it's just a little bit different. It's in the same vein, but it just like I was like, oh shit, pull my phone out, like what what song is this? Yeah. Um, and like I love when that shit happens when you don't know what you're listening to and then you pull yeah. your phone out and you're like, yeah, I want to check that song. Um, yeah, you could you could feel a bit, you could feel a lot of that through this track. Fuck yeah! And who doesn't love can't hardly wait? Exactly, classic. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So the next song you want to talk about that feel? Um, disembodied. Yeah. So the the next song in the uh, the, the the set is Deity by Disembodied. 
Let's fucking go. It's a bit heavier from here. Yes. <laughs> it's heavier again, I think. So what's your history with um with the disembodied Chuck? Um Disembodied is one of my favorite bands of all time. They like every breakdown I ever wrote in any of my bands was probably influenced by disembodied uh, in, in some way, shape or form. Um, the saddest part uh, of my history with this band is I was at a birthday party and I could have gone to see them in 18 visions and I didn't because I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, I mean, I was, I was, it was high school and I think I was with my girlfriend or something and we were at some birthday party and some of my friends left to go to the show and I didn't go. Idiot. Yeah. So stupid. I I like, I could have gone. I totally could have gone. It wasn't because they were like trying to ditch me or whatever. Um, Maybe it was, who knows? But, uh, (laughs) but uh, I, I, it's one show that, I if I could go back, I'd be like, let's I'm fucking out of here. This party's stupid. <laughs> um but other than that, like I've seen them a few times and and uh on the flip side, the this band is actually the reason I am married to my wife. Which uh for Ooh. some reason only just clicked, but uh the reason my wife and I started talking is because I was at a disembodied show at chain reaction and I was sort of sitting in like the back area and there were these three people in front of me who I I knew who they were and um, they knew who I was and we were mutual friends and well acquaintances. My opinion of them was that they were fucking shitty people Uh, and I snapped a photo of them real quick and um, just posted on Twitter. <laughs> and the 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 person that I was cool with was standing in the middle, and I was like, "See the uh, like the post was like, see the one on the left, got it. See the one on the right, sweet. They're fucking cunts." And like <laughs> that was the post. Uh, and I didn't know she followed me on Twitter. I had no idea who she was. Uh, and she replied to this tweet and I don't know who I had no idea. I was like, who the fuck is that? Who are you? Like, (laughs) don't know how you, why you follow me. Um, but like I took a closer look at her fucking picture and I was like, you are very pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and we literally, literally from that point, uh, talked every day and disembodied is responsible for my marriage so there you go <laughs> how so good is that <laughs> um yeah, but also uh interview with the vampire is awesome and any band that writes about satan and vampires is uh very high on my list so yeah fucking disembodied let's go yeah well let's load that one up um we're nearly at the end and uh Yeah, we'll see you on the other side. I remember it completely. And yet I can't recall any sunrise before it. I watched the whole magnificence of the dawn for the last time as if it were the first. 
And then I said farewell to sunlight and set out to become what I became.
the top there we had Deity by Disembodied. And then we had Martyr AD failed polygraph examination into Broken Mouth. Just great two tracks. Great two tracks. They, oh, uh, I, I must uh, pause and um, say thanks to my Lord and Savior, Dave, for letting me technically combine two tracks into one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am totally for it. Even before I even heard it, I was like, "Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Let's do it." Yeah, it it because not that it needed it, but it needed it. The song, yeah. the way the intro uh, flows into the song, it's so fucking good. It's so good, um, and uh, the way the song kicks off. I mean, the the I mean another another seven movie quote. Um, with like creepy effects going on in the background, and um, the way they like slowly bring in the uh, the um, yeah, I was gonna say that was one thing that I liked that this track did. It wasn't just a clean sample; there was shit going on. Yeah, it was just like fuck. I was it, it was one of those songs when you put it on and you're like, hold up, I need to just take a second to yeah, what's take this happen? in because this is yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's like like watching that song live too. Like they did the same thing. Like they played the played the sample and then like I mean and when that riff comes in you just heard people hitting each other like that's all you could hear because there's those palm mutes in between it's like like that's all you heard and you're just like fuck it's amazing yeah that band that band fucking ripped and I'm kind of spewing that I missed you at shows back in the day, Chuck. I would have loved to have seen you in the, in, in the mosh. Uh, it was like a it was like a condor jumping around because <laughs> like I was just like I was like long and long and lanky and uh, uncoordinated. So yeah. I, like I wouldn't mosh a ton like in the middle. I mean, I would, but like my whole thing was like parts like that. I would get so pumped and uncontrollable that i would just run as fast as i could back and yeah. forth and i would jump as high as i possibly could and basically just like butt slam people like in the face and like just <laughs> and just like kick one leg out to the side and so i'd just be like jumping almost on top of people yeah that's and cool. like and that was it like i'm not hurting anybody you know i'm just jumping around being an idiot um <laughs> And then like singing along and you know jumping on people and like piling up, uh, I love it, so fun. It's very similar to what you do, Phil. Well, I, I mean, I'm I'm aware I'm a, I'm a tall dude. I'm 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 a, I'm a big dude, and I, I yeah, I feel like if I was to, I'll, I'll just take out people, and then sometimes I, I do here and then, but generally I, I try to contain my excitement a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. Been to a, like a handful of shows together now, and there's there's always a, a part where you stand next to Phil, and next thing there's an opening next to where, where, you, Phil, where Phil was, <laughs> and it's just Phil, arms wide open, backing into yeah. people, not hurting anyone, but really yeah. just moving the pit for the better. Yeah, nothing does my head in more than just people that will get close to the front 
I don't want people to hurt everyone. I don't want people to go crazy moshing, but don't just stand there like, go stand at the fucking back if you just want to stand there. And it pisses yeah. me off when a band's playing and it's a really good set and everyone's just like arms crossed at the front, like get fucked. Like, <laughs> yeah, get out of the way. Sing along, like do something. Yeah, like, sing along or just, do something, right? Like, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're in the action. You can't not do anything. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I know. I feel that. Another the another song that makes me feel like this Martyr AD song is uh, Converge, Color Me Blood Red. I have mm. definitely kicked people and gotten kicked during that song, like in the face, super hard. And I was like, I had an instant headache. I was so bummed. <laughs> but yeah, that's <laughs> that song f- just fires me up instantly. I really want to get to a Converge show before... Just some point in my life, it'll because, happen. Uh, that yeah, that that band is so beyond like a lifetime. Like they'll just keep playing until they die. I think like because like they all love what they do. They all have like they all have other things that they do that make them money as well. Yeah, and they're like they're 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 in my opinion they're artists. Like they're not a band anymore. They're just artists. And once in a while they write an album and then tour and play crazy shit. And um, like, I just think that Converge is like its own life force at this point. Mm. Like they just keep writing shit and all of it's good. Like you, like you might have, you know, one album that's like, okay, instead of being absolutely insane, but like, they're all good. And like they tour, they tour all the time and eventually they'll make it here. We'll see him. We'll see him. Yeah. It'll happen. Sweet. It has well, to. the last song that we'll play um, to close out the pod is for the uh, from For the Love of uh, Flatline. What, what, where did this one come as? I guess firstly, for you just as a track and secondly, as a closer. Why this one? So, so this whole album is is what this song sounds like uh and there's a ton of bram stoker's dracula quotes uh i think there's a rocky quote in in the album uh we fucking love rocky i love rocky (laughs) so much i'll go back and listen to this album after this now and find that yeah because i fucking love rocky yeah um i think there's a i think there's a first blood quote too in the album, oh, sweet. Uh, I might be mixing uh, another album together. Anyways, um, like the album opens with a Bram Stoker's Dracula uh, clip. It's basically when he comes home and like his wife, his wife's dead. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he lets out that huge fucking scream. Mm. That's what the that's what the album opens with. Um, that's so cool. And like that's the vibe. Like the album is called "Feasting on the Will of Humanity." What they just, like they, evil? They just yeah. don't make the bands just don't make shit like that anymore. They fucking don't, dude. They don't. And, and like it's something that I think because I came into music uh, or hardcore music at in this in that era, like the stuff that I want to hear just sounds evil. (laughs) Like there's no other way to put it. 
Like I want it to sound scary. I want it to sound like the earth is going to explode, but I want to be watching from the mountaintops like, mm. and just like being like, yes, finally. <laughs> and we're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this song uh, opens with Dracula and closes with Star Wars. And like, yeah, what more could you want? What more could you fucking want in a in a song? And the 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 way again, the way it's the Star Wars quote is, is, is used, yeah, it's fucking amazing. Like they've got the, um, you know the the feedback going on and the the pick slides and the the sh- all the shits happening and then yeah, where do you finish when you begins? <laughs> like it's so good. Uh, and then the breakdown comes and it's insane. So. Uh, and cool story uh, about this band. I never really got to see them. And then I went to Hellfest um, uh, 2004. The reason I went to Hellfest was because Prayer for Cleansing was playing for the first time in forever. Um, they kind of, kind of the same vibe as what they're doing now where they did a reunion show because uh um, a, a memorial show for for a, a long-standing member of the community that, that they're from, um, and then obviously you know, there's a couple of cool fests, so they're playing those. So same thing happened back then, 2004. Hmm. Uh, before Perfect Cleansing played, I didn't even know or realize, but for the love of played same stage right before birth cleansing and i just happened to walk in when they were playing and and i was like what the fuck like for the love i was playing so i was losing my mind but they played flatline last and uh the singer um and this is like a regular thing that they do the shows they have this giant anvil on stage and a Mm -hmm. giant hammer to hit the anvil (laughs) and so if you listen closely i'm pretty sure you can hear the anvil on flatline oh really Uh, like through through the feedback and stuff um watching them anyways he's hitting the he's hitting the anvil with the hammer like as i'm watching this i'm like this is the fucking coolest thing i've ever seen in my life that is cool because you just hear this feed like all the feedback's happening and and whatever and through the noise you just And as cool. sparks are flying, and I'm like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> um, and then they play the breakdown, and you just kill everyone. <laughs> Bands need to do more of that shit. Oh, I need to see that. Yeah, like it's just, and there's definitely, I think there's, there's moments that stuff like this is, I feel like is trying. You know, bands like Chamber and uh, Vane, like those bands are trying to bring this kind of old chaotic metalcore sound back, which I f- it's fucking awesome. And they're, they're doing it well, but just like last time, that sound is, it's harsh and mm-hmm. like it's, 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 it's hard to grasp for some people because it's not, you know, it doesn't sound like architects or... <laughs> <laughs> uh it doesn't sound like you know 
pick a band uh, that is modern, you know, modern hardcore or modern metalcore, like they're they're playing riffs that Dillinger Escape Plan, you know, was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but with like a metalcore twist, I mean, these guys are fucking good guitarists and they want to shred, but they want a sound. They're trying to bring this, you know, old metalcore sound. I fucking love it. They're, they're doing yeah. it well, but I hope, I hope, I hope we get to see crazy shit like that. Like people hitting anvils on stage and, and shit, because I think, I think the scene would have fun seeing shit like yeah. that, you know, yeah. shit that I, that I got to see back in my time. Well, um, I th- yeah. yeah. I think, I think there's like, uh, especially in the local to semi-local or not, not, not when we don't talk, not the big bands. Right. Sure. Um, I feel that that side of the scene. So the metalcore side of the scene is so samey. Everything's feels somewhat the same. I think it needs something just to be a bit different. And uh, yeah. 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 cool i don't know if we'll cool. see that anytime soon not from our scene <laughs> in australia <clears throat> to be honest be the, be the change you want to see dave you should start a yeah. band i'm gonna buy an yeah. anvil i just got one on uh on ebay <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I could join a band and just play the anvil yeah. at the end of the set <laughs> just absolutely 15 seconds of the intro and then you go home <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, um, we're lacking a little bit fun. of theatrics i think I think there's some yeah. there in the, in the hardcore scene, but not in the metal kind, metal side. Nah, we'll get there. Theatricality and deception. <laughs> um, that was an epic uh, mixtape. A heap of good tracks in there. Yeah. Thank you hope so you much, Chuck. Yeah. Hope you guys you, liked it. Uh, I hope everyone has fun listening to it and um, feeling feeling old with me. That's good. I'm, I'm really hoping that people because I think my music taste, especially since meeting the two of you guys has changed so much over the time. And I think there's so much good in there um, that hopefully some of these songs reach out to some people because there's some real good yeah. shit in there. Yeah. Good shit. Cause it's not always about it's... new music. No. Music is timeless. Music is And the timeless. good thing is that these bands aren't going to tour like every other band seems to be touring at the moment and like break the bank so yeah you <laughs> can safely stream these guys without i could just safely listen to them a lot and not have to worry that i'm gonna have to drop hundreds of dollars on, on concert tickets <laughs> yeah 18 visions uh like i've i've seen james say like they they're never they're not gonna tour they don't tour they'll, oh, they'll really? play yeah they'll they'll play like a fest or whatever or they'll play you know a cool show at home but i don't know if they'll ever tour which I mean, they like the again. Those guys, they all have, like, I think, I think James is still a professional hairstylist. Like, that dude's he's, like, yeah, like they're they all have their own shit to do. So, um, yeah, the the it would be cool. And I often am like, you guys should come to Australia. And he's like, yeah, but. For holiday, <laughs> yeah. Like how? Like, explain to me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sell at least four yeah. tickets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For real. Um, yeah, and like, I mean, all these other bands. I mean, I, I, I doubt we'll ever see Archangel. Um, for the love of, I think play like we'll play random shows uh, in the tri-state area. Um, if the if the 
if the vibe's right, you know. I don't think they've played mm-hmm. in a few years, but I think it was a couple of years they played ago. Um, disembodied, they have played in the past, but I don't know. I don't think they're d- going to be doing anything anytime soon. Martyr AD, doubt it. Never, you know. It's happened, but like in the last 10 years, you know. Yeah. So, you know, you can feel you can feel safe and like not I having to worry about Bane, Bane <laughs> could come over, right? Bane, that's a big possibility. I think that's, that's the one where like, like it's weird because I mean, I saw them on their last tour here. No one, no one fucking cared. No one really? was there. Yeah. Like I, and it was, it was with defeater. Yeah. That's... Well, hopefully a few of those East coast hardcore bands come over at one point, maybe banking like headline that or something. You want to be a, a ba- there's a few bands from the East Coast that I really want to come over here. You want to be super sick, which I saw. Uh, American Nightmare, Bane, and Converge. <sighs> yeah, like just give me 1998. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, it's good shit. Um. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Chuck. I think we're definitely going to have to have you back on to... I mean, I don't think we've even scratched the surface of some convos we could be having, so... Um, we'll come up with another cool theme. Uh, well, I, I mean, I've already got one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Perfect. Only only seven. Any band that uses a seven quote. Oh, that could, that could be good, actually. Yeah. So, like, um, I can... I, I've got... I've got seven songs already. Right, I think four, you know what we four, should do. We should honestly four get on, on the list. We should get on a pod, talk about the movie, and then talk about those songs because that movie also fucking slaps. Yeah, that movie does slap. Um, cool. Is there anything you want to? Is there anything you want to plug before we we uh, we wrap up today? Uh, no, not at all. I got nothing. There's nothing to plug. What am I? What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> What do I do? Uh, shout out to uh, Bay City Burritos in St. Kilda. Yeah, that's a good absolutely. One. Yeah. 100% shout out to Bay City Burritos in St. Kilda. Uh, best burritos in the Southern Hemisphere. I'd probably. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, yeah. I got nothing. Sweet. Fucking, how about this? Can the ghost inside come to Australia? For once, Fuck, we'd be fucking waiting. assholes. I'm hoping they come back soon. Me too. That new song's oh, real good too. Yeah, dude, that new song is real good. I I love it. Yeah, it's not my favorite Ghost Inside song, but it's a good the Ghost Inside song. It's a bit different, and I think it's it's different to what bands are doing that are trying to be a little bit different. Yes. Maybe not that they're trying to be different, but it's just something new and fresh. Yeah. It's it's like it still sounds like them, you know? Yeah. It's not a complete departure. They're not, you know, the the ghost inside, one thing that the ghost inside is good at is they know what they need to sound like. Yeah. And they also have fun sounding like how they sound, you know, yeah. like they're all good at what they do and the they just want to write good metalcore songs and 
good hardcore songs with like a bit of little new metal sprinkle in there now, you know? Yeah. So if that's, if that's where they're going, bring it like I'll fucking, I'll ride or die for them for sure. Yeah. I'm King. Me too. Sweet. Cool. Well, thanks Chuck. We'll, uh, Fun times. Catch you soon. Thank you so much yeah. again. Yeah. I'll see you in, I'll see you in, Six weeks, seven weeks, something like that. Oh, it's so far. Actually, you know what pisses me off? Actually, let's just say this on, on the on fucking the Acacia Strain changing their tour dates. Bro. That's really fucked up my January. <laughs> that is such a bummer. I was so fucking bummed when I saw that. Ugh. I was like, what the fuck? Why, 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 why? This is my only reason for like being excited, you know, besides Phil being here, you know? We can get a burrito but- instead then. Yeah. yeah, like, are you still coming? Yeah, so I'll be down for that whole week still. Like, so. I've got, like, 13 records for you. Yeah, so I'll be down, <laughs> actually, for Bloom. Actually, we'll, we'll try to get lunch that day. Yeah, we're um, second of September. When's that? Second of September. Day after the Thrush show. Oh. Word. What day is that? Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Tight. Um, 100%. And if not, I'll be, in for, I'll be here for a week before the grand final. That's the week of my birthday. So, when's the grand final? I don't pay attention to these things. 30th of September. I'll be there from the 24th to the 30th or the 1st or 2nd. Yeah, right. We've got time. Tight. I'm going to America in November. So, oh, nice. There's that. That's exciting. Yeah, super fucking stoked. Sweet. Cool. All right. Let's go to bed. We're old. See you, Chuck. See you, Chuck. Thanks, Thanks for See you, boys. That was fun. Yeah, let's do it again for sure. So as Chuck leaves the chat, wow, that was awesome. So good. Uh, thanks again, Chuck, for coming on. We love these tracks. We love your insight into music. And I think it's really cool to see just like that demonic side of metal, like that whole 666 it's not really talked about I, I, at all. I'll be honest as well. Like we, we've, we've spoken to Chuck, like we mentioned at the top of the pod, um, we've been friends with Chuck for a few years now. I've never spoken to him at length, like face to face, about some of these tracks. He loves that evil shit, and I knew he liked it, but he loves it. Yeah. <laughs> and I could actually see, like, his eyes light up talking about it. It was it was awesome. Um, great playlist, heaviest playlist we've had. So hopefully, you're still listening and, and you enjoy some of these tracks, and you're looking up some of these artists to listen to because, like, yeah. Even if these tracks don't necessarily do it for you, they've got a lot of songs that are awesome. So, yeah, go go check them out for yourself. Yeah. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for listening so far. Uh, don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave a review and rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So we've already had a few on Spotify, which is good to see. So thank you for everyone who's done that so far. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at press.con.pod on both platforms. Uh, we're going to be trying to generate some more social media presence and get some more interaction from Big you things guys. coming, maybe. Big things, maybe, <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we, we have also launched the uh, Press Conference Society uh, Facebook group. Uh, please go and join that. Get involved in the convo. Uh, get some early mail on some future episodes. Let us know that we're, we're garbage. Or let us know that you like us. Just whatever yeah. you like. Uh, and as always, we love the feedback. So yeah, keep it coming. We want to hear from you. We do. We do. So, uh, we're going to play this last track strap in. It's a goodie. 
flatline for the love of and banger. We'll see you in the next one. See you, mate. Well, he's finished. What's your big